guys this is your host brian sebastian i want to thank you for tuning in and making this podcast a part of your day today um i do not know about you but i am really pumped up and excited about this week and here's why um i have an opportunity uh to preach at my church. I've been asked by our pastor to preach uh, this week. And here's why, to me, uh, that pumps me up. And here's why. It's because I have an opportunity to talk about student ministry. I know a lot of you who are listening uh, may not feel, feel like preaching. It's a part of your gifts or your niche. And to be, to be honest with you, it's not mine either but i love the opportunity to talk about the importance of student ministry and the importance of reaching students so i'm really really excited about this week as i get to have the opportunity of doing that uh, this week's topic is something that uh i think a lot of us kind of steer away from talking about because we don't know how it relates and corresponds Uh, with ministry as a whole. But before we dive into that, I want to take a pause and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenize, and start protecting your home today. Okay, so what is this elephant in the room type of topic that we a lot of times don't like to talk about or don't understand how it relates to ministry? And that topic is marketing. Marketing. We, in our ministries, we are marketing whether you realize it or not. And sometimes when we hear that about marketing our ministry or the church, uh, some of us, it, it, it brings kind of um, almost like how, almost like a cringe, worldly type of feel because we, because we're taking the business world and turning uh, the church into almost like a business model, and instead of ministry model, and focus on ministry, focusing on business tactics. So some of us that may not set well, but the reality is. We are marketing, if we're using social media at all, if we're using any type of signage or anything like that, 
we are using marketing. And I'm very thankful that I get to talk to Evan Knox specifically about this topic of how marketing and the church and ministry is comes together and actually marketing is a part of doing effective ministry. So stay tuned as we talk with Evan Knox. guys, I am really excited and pumped up about, this, about uh, today's topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that I, if some of y'all might be listening, may, if I mention it, maybe like have a little bit of cringe a little bit because you may not understand it totally. And that's this whole concept of marketing uh, and how that looks like within the church. And I'm really excited about our guest that we have today, um, Evan Knox, uh, talk specifically, uh, talking specifically about this topic. So Evan, uh, for those of, uh, who may not know who you are, how about you introduce yourself and kind of what you're doing uh, and, and ministry and job-wise when it comes to this topic of marketing? Absolutely. And thanks so much for having me, Ryan. Uh, I totally agree with you. When I, I used to be a, an intern at a church, I've, I've been an intern at a church probably four times now, and now I'm heavily in the marketing world. Um, but I get the feeling, right? Because like no one ever goes into ministry thinking that they want to do marketing, right? They're in it for the actual ministry part of it. So uh, anyway, but my name's Evan. I run an agency called Caffeine Marketing in Atlanta. Um, I've also got an education side of my company, which is called Caffeine Labs. And that's where basically I teach entrepreneurs to grow the company of their dreams with the existing business that they have. Um, so that's kind of my, my main two things. Now, also, uh, if I remember correctly, you do some things within North Point uh, Community Church. Can you kind of, uh, kind of explain and talk about what you do there? Absolutely. Um, and so I always get a little nervous to share anything North Point related because truth be told, most of the hard work, I'm just standing on the shoulders of Andy and the, and the founding team. Um, whenever they were starting the church back in like 1994, 1995, uh, obviously Andy Stanley is a complete forerunner of an awesome leader. And so uh, I was probably just getting out of diapers or something like that or a little kid. So anyway, I always want to be super careful when I say anything North Point related, but I am the director of marketing at North Point Community Church, um, among other things. And uh, yeah, it's been an absolute joy to, to do that. I feel like that's been a gift that God's allowed me to do, um, just to um, steward that marketing skill set. We you know, I was listening to one of the podcasts that you had, Ryan, about um, God's calling, and I feel like God's called me to both business and ministry and marketing. And so I feel like God's enabled me to use that marketing gift at a local church level. Yeah, so you talk about uh, caffeine marketing. Why did you start caffeine marketing? Okay, so I grew up uh, the son of an entrepreneur. My dad owned a uh, a business that essentially imported diamonds that other jewelry stores would use when they were selling to their customers. Um, my grandfather actually owned a jewelry retail store. That's how my dad kind of got into that industry. 
And as far up as I can remember, there's all entrepreneurs and business owners my whole life. And so I grew up uh, always loving and thinking that I was going to be an entrepreneur, be in the business space. Uh, but as a kid, having, you know, working with my parents during the summer and stuff like that, I always wanted to help them, but there's only so much you could do when you're 12 years old, you know? Um, and so I watched my dad specifically go through the swings of the ups and the downs and uh, not see the consistency he wanted out of his company um, and struggle sometimes and other times do really well. And so I just really developed a heart and a passion for entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so I had acquired kind of a marketing skill set with a role that I um, had at uh, Elevation Church. I wasn't like the marketing director or anything like that. I was a, uh, essentially an intern resident. Uh, and then part of my responsibilities were marketing. And so my wife and I moved from Charlotte down to Atlanta and I had that marketing skill set from that and decided to start a company um, to help small business owners and entrepreneurs like my dad and grandfather. And um, kind of to tie that back, my dad had passed away when I was up in Charlotte. And so I was just kind of a way to, even though I couldn't serve him in that season because he was no longer with us, um, he was with Jesus, but um, I could at least serve these other entrepreneurs and in turn serve their families. So that's why I started Caffeine. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, I know, we, when we, like I said earlier, when we talk about marketing and talk about the church, it's, it's really hard to see how those two come together. So can, can you make marketing easy for people to understand? Yeah. And I, I was thinking about this is because I feel like, um, and the reason why I wanted to share with you guys is that I feel like marketing is always happening. And I feel like God does use marketing. Um, there are times in scripture where just, you know, God does something with the Holy Spirit. Um, and people just like come to meet Jesus and there's just like ma massive outbreaks of revival. But even that is a process in marketing. And I'm going to hopefully break that down into three categories. Um, the top category is, is brand awareness. Everybody no one will ever show up to your church or your youth ministry if they're not aware of it. If no one ever invites them, if they never see the church, you know, sign on the road, uh, there's just, you have to have that initial first step of brand awareness. Marketing is always happening, um, but sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's not. And so if a youth group or a church uh, is never, you know, someone is never aware of them, that they're never actually going to show up to the youth group. And so the first stage in marketing it's just making people aware that you actually exist. And so a lot of times in youth ministry, the best way to do this is through having a friend invite them. But that would be the first step in, um, in marketing. And the next step is from brand awareness to consideration. And so now that somebody's aware of your youth ministry or church, now they have to, you know, they're going through the process in their head. Do I actually want to show up here? You know, do I want to go to this youth group? I'm nervous. Do I want to go to this church? My wife, uh, you know, before we met and got <laughs> dated and married and all that stuff, uh, she drove to our church that we were going to three times, three times. And then finally was like, all right, I'm gonna go inside. But she was so scared because she didn't know anybody. She was in that process of considering to attend uh, or come to church, but she just had never gone. She was aware of the church uh, and kept considering it. And then lastly, it's brand awareness, consideration, and then conversion. And so if you can break marketing down into those three categories, the last part of conversion is just getting someone to actually show up. Um, in the business world, that's a sale or a purchase or a lead. Uh, but in a spiritual sense, it's really just having someone there on Sunday. And so if we can just think in those three big buckets of brand awareness, consideration, conversion, we can now build a marketing funnel around that um, and even ask, it's almost like you can even pray. Uh, if you want to make it spiritual, you could pray at different points in that. You could go, God, I just, 
pray that you would increase our reach um, in the local community um, or for those who are considering to show up on a Sunday or Sunday night or whichever. I uh, pray that they have the courage to show up this Sunday. And so you can even pray through the uh, marketing funnel if you wanted. Yeah, so so how should uh, youth leaders uh, go about marketing? Because uh, when we, again, it, when, and I'll use myself as an example. When I, when I yeah. uh, was hearing a lot about marketing and uh, marketing the church, and in some sense there was a, it's almost like a negative connotation because you're, you're trying to mix business world into church world. Right. And uh, some people may see that as looking taking secular, secular work, secular mm-hmm. concepts and applying in the church. When in reality, that's not the case. So how should youth leaders go about marketing uh, within their ministries? Most youth ministries that I'm aware of don't have the biggest budgets ever. Um, and so the that money is very <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're bivocational, um, shout out to you guys, a lot of respect for you. Um, I, you have to be very careful with where you invest your money, but if you can really, and I'm going to hopefully give you some practical ways on how to actually do stuff in marketing. But if you can, if you can, again, picture those three stages of the marketing funnel, do we have a brand awareness problem? So I would ask that. Do people even know that we exist? I mean, do they even know that you exist within your church? Like, do you have good brand awareness of your youth ministry at your current church? Like, are you leveraging current audience who's not even, uh, you don't have to go out to the general public. Like, is your actual church aware of your youth ministry? So I would ask the question, do we have a brand awareness problem? And maybe you, you know, your church is familiar, but the local community is not. So great ways that you could increase brand awareness. You could uh, get involved with local schools. Um, you could, and this is all free stuff. You could speak at local FCAs or other Christian communities. And it's all of these things are simply making people aware that your ministry actually exists. So ask yourself, do we have a brand awareness problem? The next one would be, uh, I can give you some very tactical ways to do that, uh, increase brand awareness um, from a paid marketing side. But the next one would be, do we have a consideration issue? So people, do we have any systems and processes in place for people who are not quite ready to attend um, or wanna, they want to know about the church or the youth ministry, but are not ready? Um, great ways that you could do that is you could put your messages online. So for the people that are considering to show up on Sunday or to you know the youth ministry, it's like, you know what, kids can actually and students can listen to the messages online. Do they have content? Uh, do you have content on your social media pages that is... Uh, a high quality content because it inspires confidence. It feels like, yeah, you know what they know what they're doing here. So does the actual media and the copy make sense and formatted correctly, but all that's going to help them in that stage that they're at where they're considering attending uh, and they go into your social media and they think, you know what? All right, they've got some, something here and they could listen to maybe little snippets of your message. Um, they could see pictures of what the youth groups like. All these things are going to help them move into that final stage of conversion. Now, if you really want to, uh, up your game as a youth leader. You could really, if you want to get into the marketing space, there's some stuff that you could do that's really not that expensive um, to increase brand awareness. One is that you could simply develop a social media strategy so that people could discover you online. If I was a youth leader right now, I would be using TikTok, uh, TikTok and Instagram primarily. Those two, I think it's uh, really easy to write one off or the other. Uh, but simply just being on these platforms, having a presence 
you're going to be in, you're going to be increasing your ministry's brand awareness because people are going to be discovering you in the discovery page of each of those different platforms. You can also be on Facebook. You can basically reshare the stuff that's on Instagram to Facebook. I think that's sufficient for most people. Um, and that's another thing that you could do in increasing brand awareness is you could do social media advertising. Um, that is an easy way to waste a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing. So I percent, I suggest proceed. With I agree. Caution. I agree. Yeah. Um, but it can be done and it can be done really well. Um, and so let's say that you've got, uh, let's do two scenarios. You've got two to $300 that you can spend per month in advertising. Um, I would suggest that you spend a hundred dollars of that creating retargeting ads for both parents and students. And you could create separate retargeting ads, which means that you could go on a Facebook and this would probably take you a week to learn. Um, if you're completely novice to this, but basically what a retargeting ad is, is it's, a, uh, it's based off a piece of code that goes on your website or is engaged with, you know, you could create a custom audience on Facebook or Instagram uh, based off people who are engaged with your page. And what you're doing is these people are already kind of warm leads. They're in that consideration phase and you are just reshowing your brand to them. You're keeping your ministry at the top of mind so that whenever they do decide, you know what, I think I'm going to try this church thing out or I think I'm going to try this whole youth group thing out. My friend keeps inviting me. I see their stuff online. I think I'm actually going to attend. And so if you're spending like a hundred, a uh, hundred bucks a month, I think that's completely sufficient for creating some sort of Facebook retargeting ads uh, based off website traffic or um, social media engagement. And then you could probably spend like $200 or so, which again, if you're, if you're really talented budget, maybe you spend that on just getting a good camera or a good audio um, or uh, there's another tool out there called Church Media Squad. Uh, they're pretty cool. Um, they have unlimited graphic design for like five or $600 a month. Um, that could help you create uh, some really cool social media graphics. But um, if there's another $200 for paid advertising to a new audience, I would probably decide, do I want to target students or do I want to target parents with that advertising? Um, most likely parents. Um, and that's a very simple targeting option within Facebook that you just go down and click um, you know, parents of a certain age group. And then you could even select interest in Christian or not Christian or whichever, if you had a good idea of your target market. Yeah. And I, I would have to say that this, cause it's the average person listens may, may be listening and it sounds complicated. The simplest thing you should do is if you're, if you're listening to this and you're confused of how to do an ad uh, advertisement on Facebook, the, to me, the simplest thing you can do is go on YouTube, Google it. And there is, tons tons of trainings on how to do this and how to select an audience because uh, i've used i've used ads before not really for for youth ministry events but more or less for for church wide wide events uh, just to let our community uh, it's an easy way to let your community know and out in your region or right near your community uh, know what's going on in your church so, so we've used it uh, and how I learned how to utilize that is just by basic YouTube search and just yeah. researching myself. But there's a ton of information resources out there that's free to learn how to do this type, type of stuff. Um, the w one thing I do have to say um, in, in, a, in a youth ministry world, uh, just uh, if you just posting pictures of your group on Instagram. Of course, you, you want to be engaged as, as much as you can on social media. I do think that that is important. Uh, I'm not perfect at it, uh, but I do think it's important. 
uh, just posting basic pictures of what's going on in a youth group. Uh, like you were talking about earlier, short, showing short clips of maybe a, a message. Um, all that causes engagement. And those of you listening are probably, probably do a lot of this already. That in itself is marketing. Yep. That, that in itself is, is marketing because it's the basic sense of you're, you're le- trying to gauge kids and teenagers in that sense using Instagram and now TikTok. Uh, which I don't use, by the way. I'm still debating on getting on board. It probably won't be me. Most likely, it will be my wife. I'm not a social media guy, uh, even though I'm on social media. That's not just not my thing. Um, I'm not good at it. But so, but yeah, you need to be where they're at and engage where they're at, and that in itself is marketing because you're trying to get kids engaged. Uh, on that sense, in the Facebook. Facebook thing. Every, I th- if you're not, if you're listening and you're not using Facebook for parents, at least if you're not using it for parents. There's a problem because that is where the adults are engaged in. And if you post announcements on Facebook, uh, you, what's going on in youth group, what's what you're doing in the series, all that is marketing. And I, I think that's what I'm saying. When we may, when we listen to marketing, we hear that term. Uh, and we think that's that's something that's outside the church, but in reality, we're doing it without realizing we're doing it in our ministries. Yeah, and the, th- the two things popped up, actually a few. Um, one thing is a, a note is if you are going to do Facebook for parents, I do think it's an incredible idea. Um, I would do a Facebook group. And the reason why I would do a group is because they're going to get a notification every time that you post something. And that's actually going to be a community where other parents can talk to other parents and you don't have to be the source of it all. So if you're trying to spend a dozen other plates, you're basically prompting the conversations on youth group, uh, on the youth group um, group for parents or whatever. Uh, but that's a great idea. The other thing that came to my mind is, you know, we were talking about this. Um, I almost think in a God, I mean, God really redeems marketing. I think the business world uses it. I don't think that's inherently evil. I, I mean, there is bad marketing out there and manipulative marketing, um, but there's really good stuff. Um, I use a, a framework called StoryBrand, and basically it invites customers and or clients or attendees, whoever your target market is, into a story. And so the idea is that, you know what, we're not trying to put people in fear or whichever. Um, we're actually inviting them into a story that's bigger than themselves. And so um, we're calling them to a higher aspirational identity. Uh, we're painting a picture of what success looks like for them on the other side of uh, working with us. And so I would, I would suggest checking out the story brand. There's a book on it you could get by a guy named Donald Miller. It's really good. Um, but the other thing is that uh, marketing is really spiritual. I mean, I, I think back to when Jesus, I think he's like, he sent out the 72. It was like with the first time he kind of sent uh, some of his disciples out. Um, that's kind of hand-to-hand marketing, really. I mean, he was like, hey, I want you to go out and uh, spread the good news uh, that the kingdom of God is here. And so that in itself is literally, hey, brand awareness. Go make people aware of the kingdom of God is here and everybody's invited to participate in it. Uh, it's really up to them if they decide in the consideration phase. Um, but at the same time, all of that is marketing. We're always doing marketing. Marketing's not evil in itself. No, I, no, I agree. Now. Now we've talked about kind of, kind of some ideas of what we should be doing in marketing, but what are uh, some sort of, what are some marketing 
uh, aspects and things that we should avoid as youth leaders? That's great. Um, this for some reason popped in my head when you said that is that I would encourage most people to have an internal locus of control. Um, because I feel like it would be really easy to just dismiss it and go, you know what? I just don't have time for that. Uh, I've got so much other stuff I've got going on. And so I think, you know, if, if you need to avoid anything, it is that, uh, quite frankly, like a victim mindset, like that is just not that I could do. I would really encourage you to have a growth mindset to learn something new because really what you're doing matters so much. Um, and so if we can use these tools to really, um, bring the kingdom that bring the kingdom of God here to earth, I think that's so important. So that would be the first thing I would encourage you to avoid is that external locus of control and decide, you know what, I'm actually going to take this on. I'm going to try to learn something about it. Um, the next thing I would say is I would avoid overthinking it. Uh, I just do the best that you can, um, have the best quality stuff that you could do, but you don't need to lose sleep about it. You don't need to overthink it. Um, one of the, and it honestly don't take so much of your time. If it takes 10 to 20% of your time, I think that that's fine during the week. But when I was an intern um, or yeah, when I was an intern at a smaller church, it was like two to 3000 people, which is not so small, but um, we had a volunteer team of students. So I, I recruited students and I was like, Hey, you're crushing it on social media right now. Um, do you want to like help run our Instagram? And so they loved it. I mean, they would take photos uh, they would upload them. And we basically had a chain of command where they would just upload uh, the photos. I would approve them. They would post them. And they did all the community management. Um, so we basically outsourced it to our, our youth group, which was great. And they loved it. And they took a high level of ownership from it. The last thing I would say to really avoid when doing, well, there's two. One is don't waste a lot of money. Um, if something's not working and you're spending, you know, two $300 more a month, uh, and you're outside your comfort zone, don't, don't waste money into it. Do what you can. That's free. Um, the other thing is don't sound too churchy. Um, Andy Stanley, he's got a thing of kind of like double barrel preaching. I think, I don't know if that's the exact term for it, but, um, speak on social media, like someone who doesn't even know who Jesus is, uh, could understand because most likely they're going to run into it. And so don't completely alienate somebody. I look back, uh, Facebook has this feature where you can look back at your memories in Facebook. And I said all kinds of ridiculous things six to eight years ago that I'm, I still believe to this day. And I was basically like tweeting out churchy quotes. And I was, I'm thinking to myself, my non-church friends are like, this guy's ridiculous. But if I could phrase that truth in a way in context that could be uh, beneficial for them, that's great. So it's the same theology, a different approach. And just speaking to both the insider and the outsider, I would think would be really important um, so that you don't just turn off people who are considering. Oh, absolutely. And uh, one thing I, I kind of want to hit on, because you talked about um, uh, don't, don't stress out. Uh, don't worry about spending a lot of money if you don't have to or if you don't have the money for it. And he, here's some things that, that I did, because I, I am a, in a smaller church. And of course, we, we have... In our area, we have a, lar a one of the larger larger budgets, but still, in the grand scheme of youth ministry, I don't have a huge budget. Right. Uh, so even for me, I I used um, a company called Canva to do to do graphics. And if you're a ch if you're a church, you can actually apply as a nonprofit and get a hundred percent of the benefits for Canva free. Wow. That's great. Uh, so there, you can, there's that avenue. And another thing when it comes to videos, if you want to make short videos, your phone makes phenomenal videos. It, it's not like it was, 
even even five years ago. Yeah, phone, phones now take great quality video. Uh, use use your phone. Take a video uh, of your of yourself, or have someone video you in, in your message. Uh, make a short clip. Do a one minute message. Was that's getting popular uh, in youth ministries right now? Uh, using your phone, and you can use a simple, free type of programs like iMovie, other things, and to do a little bit of editing. Maybe add a little bit of uh, uh, royalty free music in there. Uh, all of this is 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 either free or very 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 cheap, uh, and even when it comes to audio, uh, they you can buy cheap mics that even plug into your uh, iPhone. If you're doing a video, uh, and all these little neat little tricks that it's very low budget, extremely low budget that you can do to produce pretty good content. Uh, for social media and uh, uh, just just different things is going on in your youth group. It's very, very cheap and very minimal. And in fact, I, I probably at the end, I would probably put some of this, some of the things I use from from basic mics and other things that were cheap, I will probably put in the show notes that I use starting out. And I use these things uh, starting out making one-minute videos. I kind of dabbled into that to see if that would engage uh, our students didn't really, but um, I tried it. And so I bought, I spent a little bit, a little money buying a, a decent mic that just plugs into my phone, can plug into also a camera. Uh, that's that the quality of it is pretty good. So you don't have to spend a lot of money uh, to build great content and great things and, and marketing strategies uh, for your ministry. I think that's great. I'll add one more thing um, is that I would say that email and texting are not dead. Uh, I think that whenever uh, you leverage them, you have to be really intentional. And I would really, really, if, I feel like we as uh, you know, people who are in ministry uh, can be really guilty of this. We could say a lot, but really we don't need to say that much. So if you can go through two or three rounds of whittling down what you're saying as far as uh, in the email or text, I think the better off you'll be. For example, uh, my wife is going to uh, do a mission trip um, and we were writing a support letter and her husband's a marketer, you know, so I'm like over there giving her feedback and I'm like, babe, this has to be a third of what it is. I'm like, I know that you care about this and this is really important, but no one will read that because that is so long. I'm like, they just want bullet points and they want three options to give and they want a, a QR code or a really short link to click on. Like, that's all we need. No more. So say, say more by saying less so people will actually be able to skim it and read it. Yeah, that's the, it's funny you said that because when it comes to, again, another thing that's, that's free, uh, using Remind, Remind.com is designed for school systems and it's 100% free. Utilize, utilizing that for texting. Uh, and there's some great features on that as well. Uh, or as you can link it to uh, Google Drive's uh, SurveyMonkey, if you want to do a survey, a bunch of neat stuff that's tied into that. Also, another free thing for emails, which most of us listening probably have heard of, is MailChimp. Mm -hmm. You can just build a simple template. You can build it. You can save it. And that's the kind of the template that you'll use. You can reuse it over and over for emails. Now, I used that for, for that, that system for a few years. And we just recently moved church-wide to using um, a system called Flocknote, which utilizes both texting 
and email in one system and we use it for church wide. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, predominantly most people are going to, are going to, are going to answer a text. Are going to look at a text predominantly, but email, if I remember correctly, if it's still very highly valued, it's just among adults, not as much for teens, teens can care less about an email. So yeah, stick, stick, it. yeah, stick to texting, <laughs> only texting only. If you want to get something quick out there, uh, quick information, stick to texting when it comes to teens. But for adults, emails are very much effective because most of us work in jobs where we have to check our emails constantly. Yep. And so it works very effective for parents. Uh, so definitely, I would definitely recommend utilizing that as well. And again, that is also a sense of marketing. When you're giving out information for an event or what's going on this month, that is also a sense of marketing. Um, and again, I think, I think it was a great point when it comes to email and, and text as well. Another question I want to ask you is what should uh, youth leaders understand about the principles, uh, kind of like you shared in Caffeine Labs? What, what are some things they should understand about that? Yeah. And so just as a reminder, Caffeine Labs is like this educational blueprint that I uh, created that I've used to double my company's bottom line revenue every year in the last three years. And so I, it's kind of a little bit of a unique approach. Uh, I spent a lot of time working on uh, that actual system and process because I've been able to do that without working more hours or adding overhead or stress. So that's the principle is it really works well in the business world. But I was thinking, man, there, uh, when you said that, I was like, man, there's so many great principles that I think apply to the youth ministry. Um, world as well. And if uh, you could understand it in these three simple ways that the, really the secret to this is mass, like hyper-optimizing yourself, um, I would say business, but you could say youth ministry, um, and then your leadership. And if you hyper-optimize those three categories, um, you're going to be able to have the youth ministry that you really want and grow it the way that you really want. Uh, and the, the reason why I start with self is because I think that's probably the most overlooked aspect for um, most average people, um, 80% of the population, they don't take care of their sleep, their hydration, their nutrition, their mindset, and all of these things play a really, really big uh, factor in their performance throughout the day. And so um, most people don't know that uh, it's not just how much time you spend in bed, but the actual number of hours that you're asleep, and not even only the number of hours, but the quality of sleep that you get. Uh, most people need um, you know, up to two hours of REM sleep, uh, but your body doesn't just need REM sleep, it also needs shortwave sleep. And typically your body in the first couple hours is getting that shortwave sleep, which is considered deep sleep, and that recovers your body, helps reduce inflammation, uh, helps balance your hormones, and then REM sleep converts your short-term short memories, improves your cognitive function, um, and takes those short-term memories and turns them into long-term memories. Um, so it's really important that if you're writing a message, you're trying to spin all these plates, that you get the sleep that you need. Um, and you get the nutrition that you need and avoiding, um, you know, all the unhealthy foods that we, you know, are pretty standard that we're all aware of today, you know, saturated fats, um, sugars, uh, too many carbs, um, all of that stuff is really actually going to affect your youth ministry. It might feel like they're all uh, disconnected, but the way that your body and you have that your mind performing and your mindset is going to dramatically affect the outcome of your youth ministry. Because if you cannot go uh, from you know the very beginning of the day all the way to the end of it, uh, and not operate at peak optimal performance, then you're you're not only going to suffer yourself, but your youth ministry is going to suffer, and then you're going to work hard all day, but your body's not going to be able to 
uh, perform by the time you get home. And so then you're not going to be able to take care of your family as well because you're not taking care of your body. Um, part of the business scenario, that's that second module uh, that I think could be applicable to youth ministry is having all of your systems and processes automated. So if you do anything more than once a week, I would highly encourage you to look into a way, is there a way that you can automate that or delegate that to somebody else? Uh, especially if you are the key leader um, and then kind of codifying those, those systems that you have so that somebody else at some point could execute those systems for you so that you can think of uh, higher level strategic decisions and dreaming of the future and be a visionary. And the last one in leadership, I would say is really applicable is empathy. Um, that's kind of the, I would think the most overlooked one and not necessarily just like your typical ministry empathy of like, Hey, I hear you're going through that. And that really sucks. That's a, that's important as well. But the empathy of understanding what it's like to be on the other side of you in real time. So if you can actually, uh, you know, try to learn, uh, I've had a, a executive coach, um, and she was telling me, Evan, there's kind of three stages to self-awareness. Um, and it's like, first is being empathetic to the other person in retrospect. So thinking back, okay, that's how that person feel felt. Okay. I understand how that person felt back then. Uh, the next time is kind of, um, as it's happening in real time. So it's like in retrospect, uh, and then as it's really happening in real time. So I think you can be an incredible leader if you're trying to be empathetic to how the other person's feeling that in that moment. So for example, I've got a contractor that works for me. This is super simple, but uh, I said, Hey, come in. We're going to have a team lunch. Um, the contractor isn't, you know, part of our, our standard team, but I said, Hey, come on in. Um, but I thought in that moment, you know what? I need to be empathetic to what she's probably feeling and thinking. She's probably wondering is, am I going to get paid for this time here? And I'm sure she feels nervous asking that. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell her, Hey, by the way, this is our, this is going to be on the clock. So don't even worry about it. Just come with us. If you can make it love, love it. And then you can cut those hours towards us. But all of those things are just putting yourself in the other person's shoes real time. I think it's going to help you be a better communicator because you're going to be able to, um, as you're teaching, you can kind of get a better feel for um, the youth group and how they're feeling in that scenario. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it's, it starts with yourself. And I think you, you know, a lot of youth leaders probably overlook their health. Um, but I think in order to really serve your ministry and your family well, I would start with taking the best care of your health as you can. Yeah, I'm glad that you. Yeah, you're talking about health and, and it's, and to be honest with you, we can, we can, I can, we could spend a whole nother podcast talking about health because, uh, 100%. uh I, I really feel, and I'm, I'm using myself as an example. Um, I really feel that, uh, in youth ministry world, and of course this is comply everywhere, but this is right. where I live and breathe. So I know more and more about this world. Okay. So you're buying, you're constantly buying pizza, you're buying yeah. junk food. And for the, for your, for your students, because it's cheap and because yeah. it's, and, and then you're eating all this junk and I'm telling you, it's, I've been, um, I've been in, in youth ministry for over a decade, but I've been in uh, full-time ministry, uh, roughly about, about six years, uh, a little over six years. And in, during that period of time, uh, I'm doing the same thing. I don't have, I don't have a big of a budget, so I'm going cheap. I'm buying Caesar's uh, pizza yes, or whatever. Little, yeah. Yeah. Little Caesar's pizzas and, uh, buying a Debbie cakes, uh, yeah. here and there. Cause it's cheap. And, uh, and what I, what I actually noticed is I gained a lot of stinking weight. Oh yeah. And, it's be easy. And, oh yeah. Gain a lot, a lot of weight. What I, what I'm noticing too, noticing too is, um, uh, mood started changing. 
mm-hmm. uh, started getting more, more, uh, less energy. Uh, metabolism was obviously slowing down. And there was a point where someone took a picture, posted on Facebook. I was the heaviest I've ever been. And someone posted on Facebook and I was like, uh, somebody, something's going to have to change. Right. Something is going to have a change. I just made a decision at that point. I'm, I've always, so that, until I got into ministry, I was always big in, uh, in exercise, weight training. Uh, yeah. I played football, so I was really, really big into strength training and all that jazz and powerlifting. So I was really into all that stuff. And so I basically, at that point, made a life change, lost a lot of weight. I'm still not perfect. I've gained some of that weight back. Um, so, but I, I fluctuated a little bit, but it, it was a good eye opener for me uh, to understand that if I want to be the best I can be, because it, again, it was, it was affecting my, my sleep. It was affecting my ability to perform well. I was, by the time three o'clock came around, I had to have two cups of coffee just to survive the rest of the rest of the day. Right. And all, all these things I was, I was noticing in, in my own life. And when I started making some health choices, and, and really focus on my health, I was noticing a big, a big difference. So, so health does have relate. I do agree with you wholeheartedly. The relate, the health relates to your performance. Also, it relates into your quality. You're able to, when it comes to your ministry and even at home and how you serve your family, taking care of your health affects even that. And I don't think a lot of people understand that though. Yeah. And it's almost like I can really quantify it in the business world when I'm like coaching or consulting or for the people who are in caffeine labs, we do like a, a weekly Q and a, um, I can really quantify the results of this for them because I'm looking at them going, Hey, okay. A business deal to you, like a B2B business deal to you is worth $10,000 over the course of the year. If you are not operating at peak optimal performance with your cognitive function your body and you're feeling lethargic, just happen to be feeling that way that day because you're not taking care of your sleep, your nutrition, your body, that just cost you $10,000, right? I, I can lay it out for them yeah. because you didn't get sleep. You just decided, you know what, I'm going to have a few drinks before I go to bed. Uh, and that's going to, that um, alcohol can actually affect your REM sleep pretty negatively. And so I'm like, again, I, I tell my business people, I'm like, hey, you know, if you want to drink, that's, that's okay. But you have to realize it's literally impacting your cognitive performance. Um, and so it's very easy to quantify there. I would say that the business world's fine. Dollars are great. However, again, what we're doing here matters so much. This is the, the next generation of the church. Uh, this is uh, people coming to meet Jesus. And so I would say even more so, I would expect um, youth leaders and people in ministry to take their health even more seriously. One of the people that I just absolutely like, looked up to and adored um, was a teacher that I have as a, when I was in ministry school. I went to a school um, out in Australia for uh, like three months. And one of the teachers, uh, she said, hey, you know what? Like I, I quit drinking caffeine uh, once or twice a week. Um, I don't drink too much to where I'll get a headache. Uh, I want to perform at a peak uh, like physical condition. This was like years ago. Um, and she goes on to list all these other health things that she does. She goes, because if God calls me to go into the bush in Australia, and tr- you know, calls me to trek, you know, 14 miles into the the bush or whatever. I want to be physically able to go wherever God is calling me. But if I'm not able to physically go where God is calling me, I'm going to miss out on the best thing that He has for me. And so I, I think the same is true for us. We have to perform at a peak optimal performance if we're doing ministry. And also, it's kind of like Paul. He's like torn between this world and the next world. 
Um, and so I would say to increase our fruit and our, the fruit that we're going to be able to reap here, um, man, we want to be productive while we're on this earth. And I think taking care of your health is a great way to do that. Um, I would also say a really simple way uh, to like get the right nutrients. I think I do this thing called Huel, H-U-E-L. Um, we, maybe we can probably provide a link for it or whatever. Um, but basically it's a meal replacement. And so it's a really easy way to kind of monitor your cal- caloric intake. And if you are a little, you know, a little heavier, that's an easier way to lose weight is a small caloric deficit over time. Um, but anyway, yeah, it matters. Man, I, there's so much more I want to talk about that subject, but I'm going to yeah. hold, hold off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe in another podcast, uh, we'll, we'll talk more into that, but yeah, for, for me, for me, for me, it, but I'll say this, but for me, it's always been a little hard because, because, uh, I body build, I weight train. Yeah. And with that, there is a lot of macros, uh, that you kind of track and all that stuff. If you're hardcore into it, uh, but also it's a high calorie diet unless you're right. cutting. It's just, it's just the way it is. And so it's hard for me. Cause that's like my hobby. That's why that's, that's my stress reliever is that. And anyway, so yeah, no, I, no, I get it. But, uh, w- if somebody wanted to get in t- contact with you specifically to talk about uh, this topic about marketing, or if they want to dive in a little bit more about health uh, and how that relates to this as well, because again, it's a topic that we didn't quite finish. We touched yeah, the service, yeah. but didn't quite finish. Uh, but they want to talk to you more about that and marketing. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, so Evan Knox, E-V-A-N Knox, K-N-O-X.com. Um, that's going to be the easiest, easiest way you can find the online course that way. You can also find the, um, caffeine marketing website. Uh, we typically don't work with churches, uh, or nonprofits, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't love to, you know, have a quick phone call with you and um, talk about your situation maybe give you some advice or help or whatever. Um, the course is probably outside the budget of most youth ministries, but hit me up. Um, and if you really are interested in it and you do want to, if you really feel passionate about your youth ministry and, um, want to make sure that you're taking the best care and optimizing your systems processes and your health and also your leadership, um, just shoot me an email. Um, and I, maybe we can work something out, but other than that, yeah, uh, evannox.com is probably going to be the easiest way to go. Well, Evan, I just want to thank you for taking your time out and coming on the podcast today. Ryan, thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, um, And I commend you and all the other youth leaders out there for doing the work that really changed my life. Man, I'm really thankful for Evan Knox kind of explaining that a little bit more in detail of how ministry and marketing go hand in hand and how they can be used to reach people for Christ. So I'm very thankful for, for him and, and what he's doing in the church and outside the church. And I'm really excited. And I know I say this all the time. I know you get tired of me keep saying this over and over, but I just love the people that we get to talk with, the topics we get discussed. And I'm also excited about next week's topic. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh basically building a special needs element uh, within your youth ministry and how meeting the needs of special needs kids and their families, how that is important and should be implemented in your ministry. So I'm really excited about next week's topic. So stay tuned for next week's 
episode.